0: If you're a person who's looking at data all the time, yeah. Yeah. it's not enough to know statistics. It's not enough yeah. to know ML. You have to understand culture,
1: yeah.
0: behavior, and really like listen to what the data is telling you, like asking why people are behaving in that way.
1: Welcome to How Women Inspire, where women lead, invest, and give. I'm your host, Julie Castro Abrams, founder and CEO of How Women Lead. And managing partner of the venture firm How Women Invest, feminist, social justice warrior, mother, friend of 50,000 plus badass women, and an expert at helping top executive women get on boards and break down barriers for women entrepreneurs, investors, and social impact activists. In this podcast, we interview women influencers and leaders from across the globe who are in the C suite, founding companies investing, and agents of change. We'll share stories of how women lead. We'll provide insights and data, tips you can put into action, and get to know the women who have fiercely and unabashedly stepped into their power in leadership and opened doors for other women like you. We discuss topics ranging from the journey of getting a board seat, how we can counter cultural frameworks that change the way the world views women leaders, what we're doing to close the gender funding gap, and driving equity for women in all aspects of life and career. My goal is that after every episode, you walk away feeling inspired, unstoppable, ready to level up and step into your power and influence. I want to break down the cultural narratives that hold us back collectively and those messy messages you heard that are taking up way too much of your brain space. I want you to know you're invited in because I know that together we can change the culture, change opportunities, and create the future we want for our daughters and sisters and friends. This is our time. Are you in? Welcome to How Women Inspire. Today's guest is a 15-year veteran of a marketing analytics industry. She grew up her career from junior to director inside global digital marketing agencies. Her talent for balancing math and intuition turns her analysis into money. She lifted revenue $20 million for just one client during the pandemic through conversion rate, optimization. She created a sustainable 40% increase in ad revenue for a major publisher and won a Google News Initiative grant to rebuild a 30 million user visits per month news media platform. Wow. Pouring all that expertise into Clickvoyant's AI data analyst as a service to expand the data-driven capabilities of all humans, let's welcome Mia Umanos, I am so honored to have you as our guest on our podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. You did so well,
0: Julie. I just realized hearing you read that aloud. How many metrics are in my
1: bio? Well, I love it. I'm such a nerd. I like went to the University of Chicago, so I always consider myself like a data quant nerd at heart, really. So, but it's really so very impressive. And I think for so many of us, you know, right now we're all trying to get you know eyeballs and trying to figure out where should we best, you know, our very precious resources, time and money, um, where should we best deploy them? So why don't we start with in the great times and the challenging times? Do you have a theme song that you listen to? There's a couple things.
0: My latest is actually this uh, person called Queen Herbie. She's a little bit, she's subculture. All of her songs are pretty much about manifesting success Uh, for women.
1: Ah, there we go. (laughs) So for you, it's really about like I. If I can see it, I can name it. It'll become. Is that sort of the concept of what the manifestation you're looking at oh, absolutely. to realize in life that reinforces your vision? True, and
0: I think that I balance that also with sort of just always being in flow. Flow is basically this theory of doing something for the purpose of doing it, not necessarily for the outcomes. It's really like the enjoyment of doing is part of the manifestation process. So love- I'm not like always a hundred percent focused every minute about like, I've got to get the revenue up. I've got to close these investors. I've got to like close my round, but just in the process of like doing so, enjoying that moment with every investor, enjoying that moment with every customer, enjoying that moment of snowboarding, you know, like that's the kind of process of, of flow and how I kind of manage my day, both personal and professional.
1: You know, when you say that, some of the things that come up for me is we all know that we're more creative if we can have that kind of, you can have that mindset. Working with data, you think, you know, that's not always the most creative endeavor, but you really sort of reinforce that, it sounds like.
0: Oh man, I would argue that analytics is creative. You know, in the beginning of this career, there was always this like art versus math. I think that people forget oftentimes that the greatest artists are based in math any of the Renaissance paintings are symmetrical. Like, you know, if you look at any music, music is mad. The, the concept that one is versus the other is something that doesn't exist. And that's also why being an analyst requires creativity. If you're a person who's looking at data all the time, yeah. Yeah. it's not enough to know statistics. It's not enough yeah. to know ML. You have to understand culture, yeah. behavior, And really, like, listen to what the data is telling you, like, asking why people are behaving in that way.
1: You know, things are evolving so quickly. You know, you go from one day, we're all in person, to the next day, we're all in a pandemic, to the evolution also of all the tools. The TikTok now is a relatively, you know, new tool. So how are we looking at our data Based on this cultural framework, or what's going on, and where are people going? What are their behaviors? What makes someone cross the line? Absolutely. I mean, if you think
0: about like over the course of, you know, 14 year career in customer analytics compared to, say, accounting, yeah. Yeah. how much the people in my industry have to reteach themselves, reimagine like when I started, it was like, you know, web trends, core metrics, Adobe, Google Analytics, and now it's basically only two. You know, all of these new, wonderful innovations about how to get a customer closer to a brand or a product, Mm -hmm. or, you know, give them the opportunity to create their own content. Like it's just changing user expectations or people's behaviors for how they expect brands to behave, Mm -hmm. that it's my job to constantly tell them like, this is how to be authentic with their customers who are changing every four or five years.
1: Even their customers, not to mention what their customers need and what the industry and the, and the tools that they can use are. So tell us what ClickVoyant is. How does it help companies? We first have to talk about like what is going on in data analytics in
0: general. Over the course of you know, a decade-long career, so many businesses that you know, we're like Series D and Series Series A to D funded, we're coming to the agency looking for support in their go-to-market strategies and oftentimes cutting analytics out of scope of work. The reason for that is you know, the analysts are in such short supply that our billable rate is very high, sometimes up to $300 an hour. So they yeah. just can't afford it. In the end, there are many companies that I would have liked to work on. I wanted to do something good with my data skills. Things were happening. You know, there was the election, (laughs) society, culture. It's important to me. So I quit. I worked. I got an opportunity to work in the Philippines for a news organization. That was the company that we raised advertising dollars for and won the Google News Initiative for. So I was using data for good. My life was fulfilled during that time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was using data to support something that was promoting civic engagement versus selling jeans or microchips. It felt good. But in addition, in 2021, the CEO of that company who invited me, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow, We were building the beginnings of ClickVoyant at that time with the intention to say, why should anybody take an 80% pay cut to support great businesses like this? Connected businesses, sustainable businesses, or even small business, why should they go without? Mm -hmm. And so the story of ClickVoyant is really Kate and I's attempt to close the gap and make this advanced analysis affordable.
1: I hate inefficiencies. So the more efficient you can be with your marketing spend and your time and get to the point. Tell me the the ultimate, you know, information I'm supposed to be gleaning from this data, which is which is just fantastic.
0: We built the product, which is a SaaS that automates the analyst process. What you would typically do is hire a person, that person then pull the data out of your systems, Facebook, TikTok, Google Analytics, Adobe Analytics, put it all in place, analyze it, maybe put it in another data lake, analyze it there, and then present to you, the stakeholder, a CEO, CMO, a PowerPoint presentation of all the findings, maybe monthly, maybe quarterly. So our software actually does that whole last mile delivery, connecting to all this data and spitting out that PowerPoint presentation at the end. With speaker notes, basically an entire script for how to present that. So, you know, even you, Julie Castro Abrams, you could go in and present an analytics, data science backed presentation of customer behavior and what to do next to grow money. The typical business MO is like, oh, well, we need more customers. Let's throw more dollars at advertising. Well, that dollar is getting more expensive. Yeah. So cost per click, you know, getting like the cost per acquisition of a customer is getting much more expensive as Google and Facebook and these walled gardens start to hike up their prices. Anybody who's doing lead generation or e-commerce, those are the two basically marketing objectives that ClickVoyant does best to support. So what we do is take a look at you know your your, your website data, your landing pages, um, your CRMs, and soon to come we've got uh, HubSpot data connections to see where is the meat of my revenue coming from? What are the behaviors that signal to a greater lifetime value, and how can I get my customers to do more of these things, establishing more loyalty and more um, whether you're upselling or interactions? leading to a long expensive sale, be it a mortgage or, you know, a lip gloss. Um, Mm -hmm. Clickvoyant really, really does well there. So anybody who's trying to get an an email lead or uh, sell a product via e-commerce, those are the ones that we're going to be able to help the most.
1: Can we talk a little bit about you? So Mm -hmm. why did you actually start your own company? When you
0: start out you know you're making like $200,000 an annual salary and then you you give yourself 80k to start your own business it's like it is definitely painful but i will say this continuing on my career doesn't solve the industry problem i think that my co-founder kate and i were frustrated enough to say you know what we're going to take this time out of our careers that role will always be there there is no shortage of data So let's take this time out and solve this bigger problem. It is a problem that we feel we were ready to take on. We've seen the same problems, big or small enterprise.
1: So it's really, you're like, I I cannot possibly, you know, miss this opportunity to solve this problem in the world.
0: Absolutely. You know, Kate and I both come from entrepreneurial families. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of our dads uh, actually lost their shirts in the dot-com bust. Because, you know, they had services business. They didn't really know how to transfer that into Yelp or figure out how to get found in the digital environment. And and they tanked. And so Kate and I are always thinking like, well, you know, if our dads had somebody like us, they probably would have survived it. That is the subconscious motivator. (laughs) It's like, if we can save... All these other businesses, you know, and support them in their growth.
1: Yeah, then we will have save daddy. Yeah, and everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and everybody loses out when you have great companies that are not getting the fuel, you know, to to survive and and grow. We lose those products, those opportunities. So when you think about Clickvoyant, where you're at today, you're getting a lot of wins. Obviously, how are things going in general, and where are we going with the the company? What what do you see as next?
0: Well, I mean, we got to get out of our MVP, which is so crazy. Well, we're in beta. We're, in, we're called beta. Yeah. So we are, you know, we're in a beta product and um, that beta product is making, you know, almost 30K monthly. Most software companies at that stage really aren't making that much revenue or often pre-revenue or just still in R&D. Yeah. So we're currently working with a really amazing group of UX designers, one of which designed the Medium platform who is supporting our, basically design of our customer journey and their experience on the software right now. So that should be out in September. We'll be coming Oh, that's in so exciting. Yeah. And then, you know, afterward, it's really, you know, the insight piece is... It's funny because an insight can land on any marketing decision makers desk yeah. and not go anywhere it doesn't matter whether that insight was made by a human or a software there's so many things that get in the way resources time budget politics
1: our, human, our human brain heuristic like if it's contrary to what our brain believes you know if it if you have to make a, a pivot because your own bias. Yeah. I would think that that alone is something you have to have some change management thoughts around, like, how do you really help people say, you know, the question is like, how does this relate to what you, you know, what you already believe to be true? Is there a new truth here? And if so, who needs to know about that? All that good sort of, you know, human behavior.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, why once the new user experience is out of beta, our next step is to look for ways to pipe our software to other softwares that help make that decision making process faster, whether it's our product that, you know, talks to another digital marketing, AI discipline. So, you know, we're talking to other softwares that do copywriting, other softwares that automate landing page suggestions you know, these software is starting to make recommendations for you. It makes it that much easier to act.
1: Yeah, this is very fun for me. Let's talk a little bit about you as a leader. We just started this call with talking about how you stay in flow. And I was remarking how you really draw people in because of how you show up. What do you think are the most important leadership skills that have propelled you to where you are today? The
0: number one thing that I had to learn is to listen, really. Answers that are right, you know, in my mind, right for the industry, right for this particular customer. It's not worth it if that person doesn't feel the value. So, you know, in our company, this is something that I think about a lot is like, how do we maintain and scale this level of listening to each person? So, you know, Kate actually devises really genius monthly readiness survey to our staff, which is like, okay, here are all of the skills that we feel like are important to you, whether it's soft or hard skills. And the staff will rate themselves and how they are, how they, if they feel comfortable in these skills. In addition, there is, there are questions about emotional and stress levels. Wow. So every month we get that data in from our small 10-person
1: staff. Fantastic. That's instructive as a company as well as in, inside as a leader. That's beautiful. You have a lot you juggle in life. you got a, a lot of fun things happening, both personally and professionally. How do you manage across all of those roles that you take on maybe personally and at work?
0: I was thinking about this because everybody's like, how are you doing it? Like, how do you, how you started a startup, and then you're, you know, and you're pregnant and you're fundraising and you're pregnant and now you have a baby and you've got two other daughters. Yeah. When you put it that way, it sounds really overwhelming, you know? And again, like just going back to the process of flow, like I don't really think about it in that terms. Like if you, constantly are thinking about the weight of all of the things that you have to do. Yeah. Of course you're going to get overwhelmed. Any one of us is. But you know, if you're chipping away and making progress on these things that I have to do, as you chip away at these smaller bits it becomes much more manageable.
1: Mia, I'd love to hear what is next and how can people support ClickVoyant or get, you know, have the support of ClickVoyant for their companies?
0: Yeah. I mean, number one, we got to get this fundraise closed. So we are halfway through, there's 50% of the fundraise left. So, you know, if anybody is out there who is looking to round out our invest round, please reach out to me or reach out to Julie and put her, she can put us in touch. And then secondly, like, I think anybody who is trying to figure out like how to move to GA4, you know, any portfolio companies that you could think of or your other investments, or even, you know, our portfolio cohorts for How Women Invest are interested in pursuing some Clickvoyant support for their customer analytics, we'd be happy to help you. How can people get in touch with you? I'm going to go ahead and put out my email address, which is mia at clickvoyant.com. That is the easiest way. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Or if you feel like you could just go ahead and Google Mia Humanos and find all of the old SoundClouds, the old MySpace. It's all still out there. Just have have fun.
1: What a gift to spend time with you today, Mia. You are just uh, such a bright light and so wise uh, with such tremendous perspective about how to just enjoy the ride. So I'm taking away so many great things from this conversation. If you would like to hear more episodes like this, you can subscribe to our podcast on our website at howwomenlead.com or of course you can go to LinkedIn or Instagram at howwomenlead.com I hope you have a wonderful day and that you also are taking away great perspective on how to look back and really learn and be so optimistic and hopeful about the journey. Those are a lot of, I've taken so many things away from this conversation, Mia, but those are some of the highlights. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Thank you. And with that. I wanna thank you all for listening to today's episode of How Women Inspire. And because your inspiration should not stop when this podcast ends, head over to our website, howwomenlead.com. Follow us on LinkedIn at How Women Lead and subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app to find out how you can proactively take charge and step into your power through our workshops and activism in our loving network. We want to propel you. See you next time, ladies, and remember to be unabashedly visible.